It's Monday of the first week of Advent. Welcome to today's Advent Cast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today is the feast day of St. Peter Chrysologus, a 5th century saint, late 4th century, who worked uh, well with uh, St. Leo the Great against Christological heresies. It's also the feast of St. Barbara, who was an early martyr in the East, though her cult grew rapidly in the West. Um, She is one of the 14 auxiliary saints and is often called the patroness of artillerymen and uh, she is invoked against lightning. From Cardinal Zen's Advent Reflections, Meditation 2, Have Been and Have Yet to Come. The temple of the Lord upon the high mountain is the home of all nations. The prophet said, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Isaiah 2, verse 3. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Psalm 122, verses 1-2 Does this psalm bring the hope of the beginning and the joy felt upon arrival too close together? No, it brings out the mystery of the church. In the church, have been and have yet to come are two inseparable aspects. Advent, of course, emphasizes anticipation. We are hoping for Jesus the Savior, who was incarnated, died for us, and rose for us 2,000 years ago. With what have been, there is the have yet to come, for Christ has accomplished salvation for us, and we look forward with confidence to his glorious coming, to the successful fulfillment of our salvation. From The Advent of Christ, Scripture Reflections to Prepare for Christmas by Edward Sree. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you, and to bring you this good news. Luke 1, verses 18-19 Zechariah's question seems reasonable enough to us, but the angel gives a mystifying response. I am Gabriel. Zechariah did not ask for the angel's name, he asked for assurances. Yet the angel Gabriel knew what he was doing. He gave Zechariah the one bit of information that might help him tie all the pieces together. Revealing his name was significant, because the only time Gabriel is mentioned in the Old Testament is in the important visions given to the prophet Daniel. In Daniel 9, the prophet was praying for God to show mercy on his people and to bring an end to the Jewish sufferings under foreign oppressors. In the middle of Daniel's prayer, the angel Gabriel appeared to him at the hour of the evening sacrifice, the time when the incense would have been offered in the temple. Gabriel delivered a message of good news and bad news to Daniel. On the one hand, the people would continue to suffer under pagan nations for a long time to come. On the other hand, at the end of this period of suffering, God would send an anointed prince, the Messiah, to bring an end to sin and atone for iniquity. This anointed one would usher in everlasting righteousness and bring all of Israel's prophecies to fulfillment. 
See Daniel 9, verses 24 to 27. The parallels between what happened to Daniel and what just happened to Zechariah highlight this connection even more. Like Daniel, Zechariah prays on behalf of Israel as he offers the incense in the temple. Like Daniel, Zechariah makes this prayer at the hour of the temple sacrifice. And in the middle of Zechariah's liturgical service, the same angel Gabriel appears. Luke is clearly inviting his readers to hear the harmony in salvation history and viewed Zechariah's encounter with the angel in correspondence with Daniel's. Sub tuum presidium confugimus sancta Dei genetrix, nostras deprecationes ne despicias in necessitatibus, sed a periculis cunctis liberan nos semper, Virgo gloriosa et benedicta. Amen. <laughs>